You're listening to the PK Experience Podcast. My name is Peter King. I'm the host of the show. And the format of the show is to interview people who are experts in their field so that it can help awaken your inner genius, if you will, transform you into the fullest potential badass that you are and so that you can go out and make a difference in the world, becoming a force for good and enlightening the lives of other people. My guest this week is... Dimple Thakra. She is a powerhouse in the relationship space. She has over two decades of coaching experience in helping couples transform their marriages. She is a well-known speaker, a best-selling author, and a graduate of multiple Tony Robbins programs, including the Platinum Partnership, uh, the Business and Wealth Program, um, and she brings a depth of knowledge having studied relationships with the best in the world. She's been a featured celebrity marriage transformation expert, a guest expert on BBC TV and radio, The Times, The Huffington Post, Good Housekeeping, as well as earning the Global Women's Club Award. She's helped hundreds of highly successful people transform their marriages while inspiring their work life and love balance. She's extremely passionate about empowering people to have the loving relationships they've always dreamed of through marriage transformation while also catapulting their love life to new heights. So it is uh, my pleasure to bring her on to the into the podcast. The conversation that we have is one of the most profound that I've had to date. And I really, really hope that people listen to this and really take it in because Dimple shares some very, very profound uh, wisdom coming from a very deep well of love within her heart. And uh, it's my pleasure again to bring her to the program. Here I am with Dimple Thakra. All right, I'm here with Dimple Thakra. How are you doing, Dimple? I am amazing, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. You sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what's most important. Yay! Uh, yes, we, we did try this once before. We had a little microphone snafu that uh, unfortunately rendered the entire conversation uh, unusable. So, but it was so disappointing as I was sharing with you before we started recording here that, uh, there was so much great information. So thank you for your willingness to, to jump on again and have this conversation again and, um, see what we can do to help transform relationships. That's, that's your thing. So, yes, it's huge. And thank <laughs> you for persevering with all the tech issues. <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure. Um, so Temple, for those that don't know who you are, why don't you just briefly explain who you are and what you do and how you've been transforming lives? Absolutely. So I am a love and relationship coach, expert, global speaker, uh, best-selling author. And I transform my absolute joy in life is to transform the marriages of successful entrepreneurs, CEOs who are at the brink of divorce and transform them to back to teenage lovers again. That's mm. my, my gift and my mission is to have the divorce rate. So... Oh, I love that. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned specifically relationships with entrepreneurs because uh, having grown up with a father who's an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur myself, that's a completely different uh, ballgame than, than one who's not, I should say. So what are some of the things that you, like what are some of the, the roadblocks or, or problems that people have in that type of relationship and how do you help them with that? So it's such, thank you, Peter. It's such a beautiful question because 
entrepreneurs having been married to a serial entrepreneur now for um it will be 25 years this year and and now becoming an entrepreneur in the last decade myself it's so fascinating to um understand and appreciate the beast that is an entrepreneur they are formidable they are they are, have an abundance of energy for their mission, for their purpose. And sometimes it feels as though the people that they love the most are left behind. Mm -hmm. And so having an intimate relationship with an entrepreneur can be a blessing and have challenges at the same time. So some of the things that we might work together with is understanding the beast, understanding the fact that the tenacity of an entrepreneur is, it's, is a gift as well because the attraction to having being with somebody who can create something from nothing is super sexy mm -hmm. if you know how to um, change the lens and look at it from a different lens, mm. you know? So, that's a powerful, that's a powerful idea right there in and of itself is changing the line, seeing thing, seeing the same thing, but seeing it in a new way and a different way. <clears throat> yes. I would absolutely. imagine you have to do often with a serial entrepreneur. Oh my word. <laughs> like every minute. Right. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Okay. I want to be real, Peter, because I, I, I feel it's important that we are real. Um, being married to an entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur is tough it's not something that um you know and, and also having children with an entrepreneur for us that's where our, our trouble started was because i felt neglected because it got harder because my time wasn't my own then because i had children we had mm -hmm. children and it felt like it was okay for him to go out and work all hours and have fun <laughs> <laughs> and I was stuck at home with the children and I built up resentment. What, what, is, what is that about some women and their guy having fun? What is the, what is the, <laughs> the fear behind that or whatever? Because a lot of guys I know when their wives go out and have fun, it's like, that's fantastic. Go enjoy it. Have a good time. But there's, there seems to be, and maybe this is just by anecdotal experience, but there seems to be a, a non-proportionate reciprocation from the feminine perspective it's like is it a threat to the relationship what is it about a guy going out and having fun that feels i think it's not it's not about the going out and having fun it's about what happens beforehand i think in my in my belief and my opinion is that if the feminine's needs haven't been met beforehand and she isn't aware of her needs mm. and how to meet them and expecting them from her beloved, which in a partnership, in a relationship, I mean, of course, we all know that our own happiness is our own responsibility. We know that from a, a logical point of view. But in our heart of hearts, we go into a relationship, we go into marriage for connection, we go into marriage for love. Mm. And while we can all say we, we strive to ha give unconditional love and receive unconditional love, the truth is we do all have conditions. 
we do all have conditions and expectations. Mm -hmm. And so, so the answer to the question really is, what, what as the feminine is she not getting, which makes her feel unsafe and threatened when he leaves? Mm -hmm. And it's the leaving is the issue when not feeling safe and secure. So Mm. it's almost like he's leaving the cave and he's not protected it. Mm. Um, And so, and he's going out to do something he wants to do. So that feeling of not being in control of doing what you want to do. Yeah. It's okay for him. So there's a, there's a few dynamics going on there. So if, if she's not felt his presence in a long time, if she's not felt heard in a long time, or hasn't perceived that presence, mm-hmm. because she's living in old stories, then she's going to feel resentment. And it's not about the moment he walks out the door. It's about all the old stories and all the evidence that she's built up over the years. Mm. Yeah, that's a tricky one because obviously uh, an entrepreneur, a business takes time and energy to nurture, to grow just like a child. And especially if you're having children at the same time, I mean, children alone, um, you know, I know a lot of men that feel the same way about their wives. Like, I don't know what happened to our relationship. I'm you know, fifth priority now next to the yes. kids and the schedule and the food and this and that or whatever. And <laughs> so I know a lot of men deal with this too. Um, yes. There is just that phase of life where as adults, as parents, and, and then ultimately as entrepreneurs, our time and energy is sucked into what we're, what we're working on, what we're building the next, you know, generation or the, or the next business idea. So, you know, is there, what are some tips that you have to help, improve that difficult situation so for me beautiful question thank you for me peter the the it's changing the lens it's understanding why he's going out it's understanding what his dynamic is what his purpose is it's supporting that it's being counterintuitive so the moment i realized that the reason my beloved goes out and I wished I'd known this at the time when I was going through it, I really would have saved myself and my beloved and my children decades of heartache. And um, it was all about understanding that his driver is to provide for us. Mm-hmm. His driver, he will move mountains for me, for my family. And that means he has to go out and hunt. That means he has to go out and do what it takes. My husband, um, I remember the first job he took (laughs) and it was... Mm -hmm just as we had our first daughter and he would work from 6am till midnight selling mangoes (laughs) at the market. Mm. So selling mangoes, then going to a restaurant in the evening to, to work in that, in that restaurant. And he would come home with something like 
I think it was about 200 pounds a week. Mm. Mm. And I would be like, I don't see you ever when we're awake. Your daughter doesn't see you ever. And you're just, and it's not worth the 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see it from his point of view. Mm -hmm. Because his point of view is I'm building a business. I'm working the hours. It's not about the money at this point. Mm. You know? So he, he was learning the ins and outs of the business and the relationships and... Yes. Got it. Absolutely. And building <laughs> the stamina it requires mm. to have a business. Yeah. It requires energy. It requires stamina. It requires focus. It requires problem solving you can't develop any of those skills if you don't do the hours and do the work <laughs> right 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 you know yeah interesting um I, I have a question for you this is a, a general question that i ask people who are in the relationship space and i'm always interested to hear their perspective what in your mind is the difference between somebody who has a loving relationship versus somebody who's actually in love what does it mean to be in love? Wow, it's a great question. And I haven't been asked that one before, so I'm going to pause and give it the time it needs Good. To, to think <laughs> about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It. Yeah. I, you, so, just, you see so many people who um, <clears throat> have settled into a, a, a rhythm of, of just, you know, you know, wake up, do, do this with the kids, work this that come home it's the weekend and they fall in this rhythm and if you'd asked either one of them do you love your partner oh absolutely i love my partner but there's no spark there there's no energy yes. there's no and so yes. what is that thing where you do see some other people and maybe you've seen you know those those older older couples in their 70s and 80s and 90s and they can't keep their hands off each other and it's like yes. what do you what is it yes. that they have that continues to fuel that attraction where a lot of couples just kind of settle for this, you know, low vibrancy. Yeah. Mediocre. I get you. Yeah. It's absolutely to do with polarity. It's 100% to do with polarity. And, um, see, and this is what happened in our relationship until we had like a huge wake up call and, the, the po what, what am I talking about when I talk about polarity? I'm talking about masculine and feminine energies. Mm. And I'm talking about when there's a balance between masculine and feminine energies. So most men are mainly masculine, or about 80% of men are mainly have a higher tendency to have masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And about 80% of women have a tendency to have mainly feminine energy in their core, in their essence. We can flick from one to the other, but what we're comfortable at, at resting on the whole is women feminine and mas uh, men masculine. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of your relationship, you have that spark. There's that polarity where he's like your hero and he takes control and takes you and, and you allow that and you trust him to do that. And then there's a flick of a switch almost where for a lot of women, 
they feel unsafe and unprotected and they rise in their masculine mm -hmm. to protect themselves because that's their stressed state. Mm -hmm. um, mainly because of the dynamics of the way the world is, operates, you know, that we need two incomes to survive. Um, and it's, it's a juggle. It's a constant juggle. And so as... As she rises in her masculine, there's this fight of polarity. So the, mas the man's in his masculine, the woman's in her masculine, and it's, they repel each other mm -hmm. for a short while. And that usually happens around about year seven to 10 in the marriage, mm -hmm. usually. And then what happens is because the man's drive to, and here's another golden nugget that once I realized this piece, oh my God, Peter, it was a game changer for me. Just, I didn't realize this. And I don't think men realize that women don't know this. So the game changer is, what is the most important thing for a man in his relationship with a woman? And so a lot of women will say, oh, it's sex. That's what their priority is. And yes, sex is high on the agenda because of the, the way they are designed. They're designed to procreate. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of women are like, yeah, it's sex. Oh, it's always, oh, it's, it's you know. And um, what's interesting is that when you ask men that question, what is it? What is it, Peter? Tell, you tell me. The what? first thing that came to my mind was appreciation. Yeah. yeah, to be appreciated. And what do you want to provide for that woman? What is it that is your ultimate goal? When you see that with her, what makes you feel like, yes, I've been successful in this relationship? Um, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of times it's the way she lights up. Um, you know, it, it, there's the quote unquote love languages. So I think different people f receive and desire that love in different ways, but it could be um, just verbally saying, I appreciate that, like a genuine, um, I really appreciated that you, uh, some of the things that have been really meaningful to me are when, when a woman has gone off in her chaotic storm and I've held my ground and I've navigated that, you know, successfully, relatively successfully. And the next day she comes back and she said, Hey, I just want to let you know, like I was, I was a complete bitch yesterday. Like I completely lost it. And, but the fact that you didn't and you like, that really meant something to me. Cause I'll take, I'll take as much blows as you can give me. So long as you give me some credit for sitting there and taking the bullshit, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, and I've been in other relationships where, that hasn't been acknowledged at all. And it's like, I, I'm, I'll take your abuse, what feels like abuse from the masculine perspective. Yes. Um, but if you don't give me any acknowledgement of that, if you don't, so that was, that was one area where, where I felt a lot of appreciation. I think thoughtfulness goes a long way too. Mm. Um, you know, just picking up on want, other things. What do you want to achieve? What, what do you want for her? What do you, when you see, perfect, yeah. 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 Absolutely. That for me was the, the game changer, mm. the game changer. Women do not know. And, and it's so obvious to you that it wasn't the first thing that came to your mind. Yes. Women do not know that the number one goal, the number one measure of success for a man 
is when is to keep his woman happy. Yeah. Oh, and I thought your question was, what do I want in that? But yeah, a hundred percent. What I'm, <laughs> what I think most men are, are aiming for is to, well, and I kind of said it with lighting her up. It's like, yes, you want her to be happy. Absolutely. 100%. And that for me was like, oh my God, he does all this. Like he works the hours he does to keep me happy. And he actually says it, all I want is to keep you happy. How many times, ladies, have you heard that? Yeah. Men actually say what they want and what they need really clearly. Mm-hmm. And, and we as women are so in our heads going, well, no, he doesn't really mean that. Actually, what he wants is sex. No, actually, I upset him the other day. And no, I'm really mad. with And that whole dialogue, and you miss it. And he's literally said it. All I want is to keep you happy. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Game changer. <laughs> so when, when that happened, when I realized that, and that's why I'm stressing it for the ladies. Oh my God, this beautiful human being is expending so much energy to keep me happy. Like, wow, Mm. wow, only this morning, it was interesting, I was sat um, in our bedroom, just, it was actually (laughs) in in, um, the ensuite, and Atul was brushing his teeth, and I'm sat on the floor actually going, (laughs) wow, I must have done something incredible to deserve a man like (laughs) you, who just takes the shit who just takes the shit. I so appreciate you being so strong for me Mm. when I am crazy lady, especially at the moment, the moon is like ridiculously like creating and I, and I take responsibility for me. I'm not blaming the moon in any way, shape or form. Right. (laughs) And that's why I was saying to him, thank you. It's not acceptable. It's not my right to treat you in any way, shape or form other than with honor and respect. So hear that ladies, it is not your right. When you surrender the right to dishonor your man and your beautiful soulmate who has decided to walk this path alongside of you, that's when the magic happens. So in answer to your question, that's when you drop back into your feminine and he rises in his masculine. Mm. Because when there's masculine on masculine, as we were saying before, and he gets tired with the fight, his goal is to keep you happy. So he will drop into his feminine in order to please you. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, both of you are miserable, but you have polarity. So there's that chemistry, there's that passion, but it's a bit like functional sex. Yeah. It's not really authentic. He doesn't really take you. He just pleases you. Mm -hmm. 
And so the difference here is when you can, as a woman, and I'll, I'll come back to this in a moment, but as a woman, if you can really surrender, that doesn't mean be powerless. Actually, surrendering is your power to honoring and respecting this beautiful human who has promised to take care of you, who has promised to keep you happy at whatever cost, even if that means losing himself. Mm-hmm. Just, that's yeah. like the light bulb moment, you know? And so a lot of women, I, when I speak about this, say, well, it's, is it all up to us? Is it only our doing? Actually, we are the pinnacle of relationship. Yeah. It's called Mother Earth, not Father Earth, mm-hmm. for a reason. If we, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I, I was just going to ask you a question about that idea of is it all up to you? It, there's a, there's a, probably a, a, a big feeling of responsibility with that and like, oh, geez, all this weight. But at the same time, there's also a huge amount of empowerment and, uh, and, and ability to create the type of relationship that you want to create. And I think in my mind, that's part of the reason why a lot of relationships are so fucked up in our world right now, because the, the, the masculine feminine collective relationship has changed so dramatically over the last several decades. Um, with birth control, with women's rights, with women's empowerment, all positive things in my mind, those are, those are things that elevate, you know, the feminine experience, but it's changed relationships. And we haven't really figured that out yet. I don't think, at least in Western society, it seems like we've, men are really struggling, men are really lost right now. Um, What's your thought on that? What's your take on that? Do you see that too? Or 100% Peter there's been such a shift if we look at the roles between our grandparents and how defined they were even just one generation uh, two generations the, the man went out to work to provide the woman stayed at home to take care and nurture just that dynamic meant that they kept polarity right and now what's happened is with the things that, because of the things that you've mentioned and because women have a right to work and earn money, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and there's been a whole sort of two decades of women um, having great work role models being men. Mm. So they have felt that they in order to succeed in the workplace, they had to rise in their inauthentic masculine. Mm -hmm. And so they started to become very masculine Mm -hmm. and lose their feminine power, thinking that that was the way to get ahead. And of course, you're going to get results that way. But does it mean you get results in an authentic way that fulfills you? And, And does that mean that in the home that um, prevents you from, and I like to call it taking his balls, demasculating him. Mm -hmm. Because 
the transition, the difficulty women have had is the transition between work and home and the transition also between stepping up in your feminine power in all places. So owning that feminine power, we literally are the powerhouse and it comes with a responsibility, but also with a great freedom. Because when you own who you are and what you're about and your birthright, the magic, you magnetize the magic. Mm-hmm. It's effortless. Mm-hmm. It really is effortless. And so the reason we are in relationships in this decade, I believe, is the number one reason is no longer providing and nurturing because men can get pay somebody to look after the, the house and do the washing and, and all that. And women can earn their own money. Mm-hmm. They can go out to work. So what's the purpose of a relationship? And the purpose of the relationship, I believe now, is love. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful shift in dynam- dynamic. As long as we can, as women surrender the need to control in the relationship Mm -hmm. and replace it with trust. He won't always do it your way, but actually his way may open new opportunities and new thoughts and growth for you. And if it doesn't, the fact that you have surrendered to him means he's open to hearing new ideas and your thoughts. It's not a battle. Yeah. It's not a compromise. It's a beautiful dance between the masculine and feminine. 100%. And I I see a lot of women who are in relationships where they're depolarized and she's in her masculine and he's in his feminine. And she'll go, she'll hear this message that you just said and like, oh, I need to surrender. Okay. And like very reluctantly, like, tiptoe and dip one toe into like let me give him a little bit of control and and the way that the way that i've seen this and it's quite comical in this example but it's like i'm gonna let him decide between the two restaurants to go out to dinner it's like no that's not you're not relinquish you're not surrendering and and she'll dip her her toe in that and then go and then he waffles a little bit and she goes oh see and and she stays closed and it's like you're talking about a deep soul level um opening and deep surrender which is very scary and very difficult i think for a woman to do that especially if the man has not been stepping up it's like what comes first and and i know a lot of guys struggle with step pushing back and stepping into that yeah you're fine real real life podcasting right here i know i know so oh, sorry, I, don't, I did turn all the phones off, but clearly not that one. That's all. Good. I haven't heard a landline phone in forever. That was. <laughs> I know. It doesn't normally ring either. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just it, it's it is a difficult thing. Who does go first in your mind? What? How does that? How does that dynamic unfold if somebody is depolarized? I think there needs to be a wake up point. I think there needs to be a, a moment of awareness. I wasn't aware. And here's the piece. I want people to know that actually 
I'm saying all this like I've had this most incredible relationship all my life and I know all the answers. The truth is I have been that woman that has depolarized her man, that has stripped him of his balls, that didn't know she was doing it, but I did. Mm -hmm. And we have lived that dynamic of arguing and then um, having that depolarized relationship where the passion is functional. Yeah, you you come across very cool, calm and collected in, in this call, but I've seen you and you can be very fiery and and, you know, there's a lot of energy there, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and you've shared with me your wake up moment. Would you share that story, please? Because I think there's so many women out there who are badass women and, and rightly so. And, but they're missing something. There's something deep inside that they're missing. And you so beautifully articulated it in earlier conversations. So I'd love for you to share that story if you would. Yeah, absolutely, Peter. It would be my honor. And actually, it, it, this story in itself is a gift because it's woken up so many women. And so I tell it with that in mind as a gift, as um, not an attack on anybody or anything, just purely my experience of my wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And um, so it, it started with my husband and I probably... I would say 10, 15 years into our marriage, it just becoming hard work. And like you said at the beginning, there was love in that relationship, so much love. It was just hard. It was constant, constant arguing or silences. Silences for weeks and months. Mm. Months. And months. Months of silence. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Months, months of past the salt kind of conversation uh, yeah that's not good or or even worse using our children our daughters to speak to each other to oh them. wow that's not a good yeah that's a pretty low level okay that, that paints a picture yeah <laughs> yeah good. it got where the girls would actually answer for us because they were sick of us saying can you ask your dad to tell your mum this wow it yeah it when i when I look back now, I think, wow, I can't believe that I actually put my children through that mm -hmm. and I put my husband through that. Mm -hmm. And I don't say it's all my fault. It wasn't. It was it was both of us collectively. Mm -hmm. But I take the full responsibility of my behavior mm -hmm. now. And so uh, we were planning our divorce for our 25th wedding anniversary because... Um, that was when our children were old enough to understand. Um, that was when we were planning it like a business strategy. So we were going to split all the assets. We were both super successful in our work life. Uh, well, and you, we and we you planned it for your 25th anniversary. <laughs> that's, that's a special kind of uh, departure. <laughs> yes. We're yeah. going to collectively yeah. celebrate our end of this story wow yes. So, yeah okay. and um so i for some i i was um introduced to tony robbins on um around about our 21st year of marriage bearing in mind i'd been like coaching for nearly 20 years and uh, in a in a different area but 
coaching quite deeply with relationships. And I just ended up being at a Tony Robbins event, just universe. Ended up signing up for something called Platinum Partners because I was, you know, when you feel like you're being pulled to something and you have no clue why, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was pulled to it and I was seven months into my brand new business. So it's something that really was not in my realm of (laughs) affordability. Mm -hmm. And um, so I signed up and basically what happened was it was midnight. I remember it well. And I rang my husband up and I said, I've done something really crazy. Please <laughs> don't shout at me. Mm. And, and at the time, he, he was like, I've been traveling for 48 hours. He just acquired a brand new business. So he was the CEO of a brand new global business and he'd been Mm. traveling at all the different offices around the world. Mm. And he said, I've been traveling for 48 hours. He says, I really have no clue what time zone I'm in. Just say it and we can deal with it. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I was thinking he probably thought I'm saying I've had an affair or something crazy Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Bearing in mind where the relationship was at. And he, he actually said, and it just, I just, it makes me cry to think he actually said, cause I basically went, I've joined platinum partners and it costs $75,000. Like <laughs> vomited it out. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, no clue what it actually meant me traveling around the world for 12 months and, all of this having never traveled on my own before. And this beautiful man said, do you know what? 21 years ago, you invested in me and my business and you took a job that paid the bills and was stable and you raised the girls so that I could follow my passion. The way I see this, this is an investment now in you and mm. your business. Mm. He wants you happy. <laughs> he wants me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lesson number one. Mm. That was lesson number one. He wants mm-hmm. me happy. That, wow, that's really landed, Peter, again, when you just said that. Mm. He wants me happy. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Yeah, saying that again, because it absolutely, no matter what, ladies, he is planning our divorce so that I am financially secure and he's still prepared to take this huge leap Mm. despite his own pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. So that was the first piece. So I started Platinum Partnership and... The reason I wanted to go was because there was an event that is only held for Platts, and that is relationship in Maui. Maui being one of the, my bucket list places. And it just so happened that this event was October at exactly the same time that my husband's brand new company's biggest trade show was in France. Mm. Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect timing. And it's the only event 
that you can take your partner to. So he has a choice. He has no clue who Tony Robbins is. No clue. And so he has a choice. Does he choose work and that's 150 people? Or does he let 150 people down and choose love? Mm. For something he doesn't know anything about. For a pretty expensive tab. Yes against all the his desire to create and build and you know take care yes. of his baby so to speak yes yeah and the baby was also a family business so it was also his father his brother oh like, wow yeah does he do that does he go and sort the business out or does he choose love hmm. He chose love mm. and he came. Lesson number two. There's a series of wake up calls, ladies, that will occur if you pay attention. You just gotta pay attention and get out of your head and your old story. And so he went along. He didn't know anybody day one. And we sat together and Tony Robbins says, who in this room does not want to be here, has been dragged here. And Tony's got his arm behind his back as if to say you've been twist, you know, your arm's been twisted. Mm -hmm. three, three people stand up. My husband's one of them. Mm. Now here's what's happening to me internally. Half of me is going, I am so embarrassed in front of all my platinum partner friends and I'm dying of embarrassment that my husband stood up in front of Tony Robbins and saying he doesn't want to be here. That was the masculine side of me. Mm -hmm. The feminine side of me is going, oh my God, this beautiful hero of mine is standing up for what he believes in, no matter who the hell he stood in front of, even Tony Robbins, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm torn. <clears throat> so, and there are so many times that I have recognized that tornness inside of me since that awakening. And it's, it's almost like when you're aware of this, you can then do something about it, mm -hmm. you know? And so that, then I went on to um, day two and we had the biggest row ever at relationship in Hawaii, Be all because he didn't stay up late enough and speak to my friends the night before. He was exhausted. He had done so much travel before. And I, all I could think about was him embarrassing me. Mm -hmm. So day two, I say to him, can you just sit somewhere else? I don't want anything to do with you. We are mm -hmm. done. I, it, I took him to that event because he needed fixing. Mm. <laughs> right? Right. I'm the perfect coach. Right. 
<laughs> I have all the answers to everything. Right. I have all my stuff going on. Got it together. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I basically am obviously amazing at everything. He <laughs> needs fixing. Of course, yes. And how, how dare he? So he has to sit somewhere else. I sit on the front row with my platinum partner friends. Yeah. <laughs> being the bitch from hell all day. I'm glad you right? said it. Yep, yep. Right? Yeah. I literally, this beautiful human being kept coming over and trying to console me and trying to please me mm. and putting his arms around me. And I, he could feel my pain mm -hmm. that I had inflicted on myself. I mm. know that now, mm. but I was blaming him for it because mm -hmm. it was all his fault. Of course. Yep. Right. <sighs> As I'm saying this, Peter, it's actually making me feel physically sick. I know we're joking about it, but it yeah. actually, it literally yeah. makes me feel sick to my core that I allowed that to happen. Yeah. Because this beautiful man is prepared to forego him, himself and his own identity to keep me happy, to see mm -hmm. a smile on my face. And I was being awful. I was cold. My face was stony-faced. So this went on all day, and everybody could see what was going on, the trainers, everybody. So well, and, and this isn't just you being in pain. This is you with the story of your pain being him and targeting yes. him and his willingness to come and, and, and try to console you in that. He, he fucking loves you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of love for you. Okay. I, honestly, I like, let's just put this into context so people can really visualize what's going on here. I was throwing daggers at him, like energetic <clears throat> daggers at this man. It's all his fault. And I had collected stories over the years of how it was all at his, his fault. Where was my focus? On blame. On blame, on being the fucking victim. Mm -hmm. It makes me mad at myself. And so, and so half past 10 at night, Tony's finished a full day. He's exhausted. He's sat at the back of the room. There's a speaker that comes on Skype, um, Esther Perel. And she ends by saying, any, any questions, any comments? And I stand up and smart ass me says, thank you, Esther. So you're saying that you don't have to forgive. One brownie point to me. Because <laughs> that means clearly I'm right and I don't have to forgive him. Making him in the wrong and me right. Mm -hmm. So his relationship about that being right or wrong. That was another thing that I thought, a lesson there. 
And so, you know, when you have that feeling that you've said something wrong, because the energy <laughs> in the room drops, <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Peter? That's, that yes, feeling yeah. of suddenly the whole vibe in the room is like, boom, like there's a, something's just hit the floor, yeah. right? Yeah. So I sit back down and I feel the energy of this almighty like dragon or some kind of beast coming <laughs> behind, right? And I literally hear fee, five, four, four. And it's Tony coming down the alley from the back of the room and he bellows where is Dimple? Oh, geez. And for those that don't know who Tony Robbins is, he's a six, I think he's six, seven, probably 230, 240 pound beast of a man. He, his chest is a barrel. His <laughs> hands will wrap around, you know, even grown men's hands two times when he shakes your hand. Uh, he, he is a lion amongst lions, so to speak. So when he yells or it bellows, like you said, it, reverberates the whole room there is yes. no ignoring that man yeah so he like, comes charging down the down the aisle yeah and my hairs on the back of my neck stand up because the vibration in the room you can imagine and he comes around and i stand up and i look up i look way up because i'm five foot two and a half <laughs> and i stand up and it's literally like a horse head. <laughs> it's, it's like his head is literally. He's huge. He's huge. Yeah. And he literally lets rip like an intensity like you have never, ever seen or heard. I mean, there are some plats in the room who have been plats for over 15 years and said they've never felt that intensity of Tony. I was there for that event and I remember and yeah. And, and again, for those that don't know Tony, like in those types of moments where he has interactions with people, he, there is, there isn't, I mean, I, maybe there is, but <laughs> there is zero performance from my perspective. This is not a man who's trying to, you know, uh, perform for the audience like he'll snap into and he goes right at the heart of something and it's it's as as authentic as if it would be if it was just you and him in the room like he is only zeroed in and dialed in on you on that moment he, i had a similar moment with him not to that level of intensity but um yeah he it, it's it's very powerful <clears throat> he is and here's the piece because there's been a lot of stuff about Tony and I, and I want to make it clear at this point, here's the piece. He is so much in service of that one individual that nobody else matters. Yes. He is doing what it takes to be in service of that person. Yes. And even in that moment of that intensity, there was never ever a moment that I felt unsafe I felt threatened ever. I felt his integrity as a human being mm -hmm. to serve me in that moment. That's an important distinction, yes. Yeah, and yeah. so um, he started bellowing at me like you have 
never seen or heard the vibration was in- intense. Mm-hmm. And as I stand looking up at him, this is the piece, the third lesson that was the wake up call for me. I didn't notice something. My beautiful man had come from nowhere within a a minute and he had his chest out. He was puffed and ready to fight. And he came straight at Tony, right? Now, my husband's six foot. He's not a small man, but six foot compared to Tony Robbins, who's six foot seven. He was ready to take him down, right? And it took for Tony Robbins to stop what he was doing, to turn around, to look at my beautiful man and say, is this the man you're talking about not forgiving? Is this the man? I've watched him face his fear and come down here to fight me to protect you. And he put his arm around him and he said, I effing love this brother. I love him for the courage it takes. He was ready to take me down for you. It was in that moment, it was in that moment that I realized what else have I not been seeing? Mm -hmm. For 22 years, this beautiful man had protected me no matter what. He had shown me unconditional love even when I was far from showing him that. Actually the opposite. That beautiful man would do what it takes to protect me. Even if that meant taking Tony Robbins down. And it was in that moment that I realized, shit, (laughs) how often How often do I dishonor and disrespect this man? How often have I been the problem, not him? How often has he been there for me through all sorts of ups and downs? Through my mother dying, through having children, through five miscarriages, how often? When was the last time I actually said, I appreciate you. Mm. I thank you for choosing to walk this path with me. I thank you for choosing to be there every moment that I need you. When was the last time I actually said that to him? And then, and then the, the intervention went on for another I would say about two hours <laughs> where it ended it, halfway through. I was asked to get down on my hands and knees and beg for forgiveness in front of 400 people. 
And I've heard my man's truths for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I honored him. And it was in that moment that the goddess was awoken and the king rose. Mm -hmm. Because he promised to take care of me and not allow me to be in that place again. And that means not being a pleaser. That means holding me accountable. That means him telling me when I'm out of order and me accepting that because that is in, in honor of the relationship. That is in respect of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so are there times now where I forget? Of course there are. How often does that happen? Not as often as it used to. Is this a learning process? Of course it is. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. But from that day on, I made it my mission to end the suffering so that people don't have to spend 22 years suffering, so that people's children don't have to endure that. Because here's what happened. Here's the magic. Here's the impact ladies when you rise in your goddess the impact was our children we have two girls and at that time um, they were both teenagers both of them speaking dishonorably and disrespectfully to their father and Mm -hmm. i made that okay because i role modeled that Mm -hmm. the moment that flick that switch flicked for me was the moment that that changed for them We started showing them a beautiful role model of a healthy relationship where there's passion because there's polarity, authentic polarity. And and they started to speak with honor and respect to their father. It just, my heart wells up when I hear the girls and the way they speak to him. Mm so beautiful it's so powerful and even at times when I don't necessarily agree with the way he's doing it Hmm. I never ever disrespect him in that moment because I don't know what his agenda is and but what I do know is that he is in service to the relationship so I may not be able to see his perspective in that moment. It doesn't mean that we don't have a conversation about it afterwards, but it's about honoring the relationship. And so that was the wake up call for me. I pay back now by my mission being reducing divorce rates by half, because we all know that divorces, 50% of marriages end in divorces. I believe that that's too high. I believe that some marriages were never meant to happen. However, the statistics around the people that get divorced, there was some statistics that show of the people that got divorced, 70% of them said if they had the right tools and strategies, it would have saved their marriage and the heartache to their children. Yep. Yep. So that's the reason I do this work. And the magic that occurs when you can save a relationship. I just completed a relationship retreat 
and there were three couples there and it was their last chance collectively there was 55 years of marriage 10 children mm. and it was their last chance and just by waking up the couples i was able to save those marriages the work still continues but that was the wake up mm. They were literally, all three of them were getting ready to file for divorce. Some of them had the papers. And it completely turned it around. And what happens, the magic is, it's counterproductive, but the uh, counterintuitive, should I say. The magic is when you rise in your feminine, ladies, the very things you want, his attention, his love, <laughs> his passion, him to take you, are the very things he feels like doing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I do know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's so interesting. You fight and you push for like being strong. And actually the magic is in letting go and letting him be strong for you. Yeah. You know? And, and here's the biggest piece. Acknowledging him for it. Yes. That is the game changer. Yep. Acknowledging the hero, because he truly is your hero every day. He chooses to be your hero every day. It's a choice. It's, it's not your right. Mm. 100%. And every time you do that, it's like, it's like going to the gym and getting your reps in. It's, it builds that muscle of... Uh, of his leaning in of so that the stronger your storm may be in any moment, he's got the the credits on check to, to respond in a powerful way. And the same goes true for men that are listening to this too. Like this, you talked about, you know, the goddess, uh, the goddess coming forth and the king stepping in and, and how <clears throat> the relationship changed and how he started to hold you accountable and started to right And that's a call for men as well. Like this isn't a women go first thing or men go for it. It's, it's, if you're listening to this and you see an opportunity, it's you. <laughs> if you're a man, it's you. If you're a woman, it's you, you're seeing it, go do it. Like yeah. that's the call. And, and men have the same ability to step in and, and be the leader, hold accountability, hold boundaries, uh, lead the family, lead her, you know, and it may take some time. And just like she may dip her toe and then retract and go, oh, see, it didn't work. It's going to, it might be a similar thing for the man too. Oh, I tried to lead, but I didn't. It's like, it may take a little bit to turn the ship around, but, but now, you know, and that's a, that's a huge huge win right there just that awareness alone is huge it's huge ladies i didn't know i was wearing a masculine mask no. and it was causing me physical pain yeah. i had neck pain for 15 years after that intervention i had zero neck pain oh, that's fascinating I, I had been to so many chiropractors physios like you name it all sorts i tried and I, you know, I want to really thank you, Peter, for raising that point. It's a relationship takes two. Mm -hmm. He had to promise that day to step up. The, otherwise, here's what happens. When a man doesn't step up, the woman feels unsafe. And she can't trust that he'll be there for her. 
And so she then starts to get stressed and starts to protect herself. And the only way she can protect herself is in her masculine. Mm -hmm. So she will then start to criticize. She will then start to coach you. She will then start to close you off. So if you're feeling that your intuition or your practice will have been to please her and do what she wants, what I would invite you to do, men, is to trust your gut instinct. You know what needs to be done. The warrior knows what needs to be done. It takes courage to hold her accountable. It takes strength to see what's important for the relationship long-term, not a quick fix in that moment. Because mm-hmm. the quick fix will only give you that. Mm-hmm. It won't achieve. In fact, it's so damaging long-term for the relationship because every time you do a quick fix, she is gathering evidence to say that you're not man enough. Yep. So she, she has to be the man. She doesn't want to be in the relationship. She really doesn't. There are times at work that she has to be. There are times in the relationship she will take care of you, but she doesn't want to do it all the time. You know, you yeah. have to trust that. And it's, a, it's, and please correct me, Peter, if I'm wrong, I'm speaking out of turn for men. Uh, in my experience, it, it, they describe it as a gut instinct. It's like a feeling in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a truth, I think, in men that, that, we're, that we are tapped into. And that, that, to me, that gut instinct of knowing what the right thing is, um, knowing the difference between, for example, um, when your woman is just dealing with a, a feminine storm that is normal and natural and, and even healthy because <clears throat> she's feeling the range of her emotions and, and understood correctly can be an actual beautiful thing um, versus a storm that's abusive and crosses boundaries. And, and that's a difficult thing because a lot of times men, because we want to be the hero, it's like, Oh, I'll take abuse. Let me take abuse. And, and one of the things that I try to help men understand is no, 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 there's a boundary right? Which actually serves her by letting her know, no, 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 you stepped over the line. This mm. is a boundary that is unhealthy and, and not good for either one of us. Mm. And to be able to communicate that, right? And so, but that there's, there's some flex there, right? There, we're all human. We all should, I, I want to be in a relationship and I, I would presume other people would want to be in a relationship where you're allowed to fuck up a little bit, right? Because we're all human, because we get tired, because we whatever. But so long as that's the exception and not the norm and that the gravity of the relationship is in leaning in, is in, you know, how um, so many things that you've said in this conversation has been such key uh, relationship advice. And I love the idea, even just what you just said right now, like, hey, please give me your perspective if I'm speaking out of turn. The humility that, that you express right there is so inviting in a relationship. And uh, I think both men and women can, can meet each other in that middle of, hey, this is how I'm experiencing things. This is how I see it. And really trust and feel what the other person is saying, but also be open to hearing the, the reciprocal, right? Yes. Um, but I, I think so many people are in that dynamic right now 
that you were that you were describing where the the woman is in her masculine and the man is is either in his masculine and you're combating like you've experienced or or he just shifts into a feminine that's very docile domesticated uh, you know uh, emasculated impotent etc etc <clears throat> Exactly. And I, I, I wanted to make it clear as well, because I've worked with a lot of power couples recently. And um, often the woman may be earning more than the man. This is not about income. Mm -hmm. I want to make that clear. This is not a measure of income. This is what happens. This is not about the boardroom. This is about what happens in the bedroom. This is about mm -hmm. what happens at home. Yep. This is about you being able to retreat to your home and be your authentic energy, your yes. authentic self. Yes. I, here's a, a, just when you said that this brought up another thing that I've seen in relationships where I've heard men say, um, <clears throat> especially if she earns more than him, we're so conditioned to think that therefore she's more valuable or he's more valuable, mm. uh, whoever's earning more. And, one of the things that I like to help men understand is that provision isn't just the bank account. There's so many things that men can do to quote unquote provide for a woman. It's also not in the gym. It's, it's also not how big you are in stature. It's it. And so, because there's a lot of men who maybe don't make a lot of money, maybe they're young and they haven't built up yet, or, you know, they're, they're not the strongest guy in the room. They don't have that alpha energy. There's so much that you can quote unquote provide for a woman simply with your strength and presence. Yes. That emotional provision is if, if you're interested as a guy, if you're interested in being so much better with women and outperforming uh, the wall street guy and the, and the, the stud that looks amazing with six pack abs, you can outperform those guys in terms of relationships by understanding feminine emotion and providing in that space. It's been a game changer for me, but it's like so many men miss that. Oh my God. <clears throat> I'm not taught that one. I, and, and I have to, you can't see this guys, but actually I just want you, I want this to land for the guys. What Peter just did was provide absolute presence for me in that moment then. I absolutely, in this whole conversation, have felt your presence. And mm. as you actually said the word and demonstrated it energetically, that literally sent a shudder through my body. Mm. Literally, that's the impact it has on women. And and, and you don't have to be in an intimate relationship with that person. I mean, we are actually doing this conversation over Zoom. So we're not even in the same room. And that's the impact that having that understanding presence mm -hmm. is the game changer. Guys, when you understand presence, you will own your woman. She will melt. She will literally melt. Yeah. Well, and, and, in, and in that respect, you know, if you think about in the bedroom, so many guys get so caught up in what are the tricks and the tactics and how do I, like, it's it, like a video game. What's the A, B, A, B, up, down, left, right. Give me the magic formula. And, <laughs> and the magic formula is throw away the fucking formulas and just be present. You can do the standard things that you probably already know how to do, but bringing presence to that changes the entire connection. Oh, oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. It actually just even um, 
remembering and feeling the presence in my mind's eye of my beautiful man is orgasmic for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of it. This, this is really, if you, if, if you take nothing else from this podcast, take that. <laughs> that yeah. Honestly, it's something that I, I think most people don't experience and, and it's, right there if you know how to step into it and um it, it's such a beautiful thing to experience um with other human beings and and so I, i'm grateful for you to to acknowledge the, my masculine presence because that makes me feel good um but uh dimple thank you so much for this conversation i feel like i could talk to you more and more and maybe we should do another couple of these um but thank you for your time today and sharing your powerful stories. I think I really do believe that women um, can transform the lives on that story alone. It's, it's the wake up call. So, yes. Thank you. It really is. And, and you know, for women out there, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. You are the first one to feel this and you're not alone and it can be resolved mm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. so quickly when you have the right tools strategies guidance and the same for men i work with a lot of men in fact most of my clients are men now interestingly enough um they're not alone you're not alone and it's not counseling it's it's not counseling that you need this is a quick fix solution to a problem that is very common in relationships these days, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For those that are interested in getting in contact with you and, and hearing a little bit more about what you do, where can they go? How can they find you? So my place where everything of all, everything of mine is dimple.love. That's my website. I love that. Dot love. Perfect. So that takes you to all my social media links and has all, all everything there excellent so. well dimple thank you again for this inspiring conversation i appreciate you so much it's been such a joy and an honor thank you peter fantastic thank you